0: Well, there, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to uh, another series. For those of you that are new to my series, is every single Saturday um, we start a new series and we end usually that Friday, or sometimes we go to the following Friday if it's 14 days, but it's usually uh, just seven days. And tonight we're starting a brand new series How Does the Brain Work? For those of you that are new, well, welcome. We answer some amazing questions that you've probably been dying to know the answers for, too. And for those of you that are coming back, well, welcome back, everyone. It is so great to see you here uh, live. And, um, you know, I'd like to ask you a question. How many of you out there have ever wondered, how does your brain work? I mean, how is it wired? Somebody anybody ever asked that question? If you have, would you give me a like, a support, a love, whether you're on uh, Facebook, you're on my Facebook group page, whether you're on my LinkedIn profile page, John C. Moore, the Cedar Entrepreneur YouTube page, my Twitter page, uh, my Periscope page, Twitch page, uh, wherever it is. Uh, and then comment below, when did you ever just think about how does the brain really work? Was it because you were having a challenge? Was it because something didn't go exactly the way you expected it to? Or was it because your brain wasn't learning something? What was the reason? And then tag some of your friends, your colleagues, and your associates. And uh, we're going to be talking about the brain from today, January 8th through January 14th. So you're not going to want to miss one uh, bit of this. And so how does the brain work? So let's start out really simple. Okay, I'm going to assume that you have no knowledge about the brain. Um, the brain um, is quite complex, <laughs> I'm going to do my best to break it down into little small micro nuggets. So our brain has, oh, billions of nerve cells. And they're put together in an array that actually manage thought, our behavior, our emotions, movement, and sensation. And what this is, is a very sophisticated... um, let's say, a uh, labyrinth, if you will, of uh, plumbing um, or electrical wires, um, a, a, a network that basically connects your brain to the rest of your body. Now if you think of a network in the office, right? And you have a printer, uh, let's say uh, in the main um, conference room and you're way down the hall, oh, well, you have to get information from your desk out to the printer that's in the conference room. But maybe there's a printer in every conference room. And maybe there's 10 conference rooms on your floor. How do we get it to the right conference room? How do we get it to the right floor? Maybe your building has 30 floors and maybe you have over 200 conference rooms, right? And this all happens like that. Now, the brain has many different elements in it, okay? Um, in case you are wondering, it, 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 does, it has many, uh, different elements in it, but the thing that I want to explain to you is that there is the left side and there is the right side. Okay. So the left side of your brain controls the right side of your body. The right side of your brain controls the left side of your body. Hmm. So now you're saying to me, John, how does the brain actually function? Because um, the brain does a lot. And in order to do anything in the brain, you need to have something called nerve cells. And they detect information from the outside world, and they can send and receive it to other cells. We'll talk more about uh, nerves and neurons as, as we get into this. But the brain has different parts. So, So what... Are the parts of the brain? Let's let's go there first. Let's let's go to the parts of our brain. Okay, and like I said, there are lots of parts in the brain, and I'm going to break this down for you, um, pretty simply. Okay, so there are eleven main parts of the brain. Okay, there is the occipital lobe. There's the temporal lobe. There's the paratial lobe. There's the frontal lobe. There's the cerebral cortex, the cerebellum, the hypothalamus, uh, the thalamus, the pituitary gland, the pineal gland, the amygdala, and the hippocampus, and the midbrain. Wow, that's a lot of information. So why don't we just break this down, because we're not going to cover all this tonight. What is it? What is the occipital lobe? Okay. Well, the occipital lobe is... um, the place of the brain where we manage uh visuality, it's not only responsible for having you be able to project and get um, information from the outside world that stimulates the cones in your eyes to actually take those senses from the outside world and allow you to assimilate a picture, but it's also responsible for mapping. An understanding to something and allowing you to have a memory or a visual perception. Hmm. That's pretty amazing, right? And that's called the occipital lobe. And uh, it's one of the four major lobes, but we're talking about the 11 parts of the brain, in case you were wondering. And the name actually comes from its position at the back of the head, okay? From the Latin ob, which is behind or cap it, which is the head. So behind the head. Uh, and this lobe is, like I said, it's the big processing center for um, uh, the visual information of your brain and being able to assign meaning and um, spatiality of things. So this is a very interesting uh, part of the brain. Um, let's talk about another part of the brain, okay? There's another part of the brain. It is called the temporal lobe. The temporal lobe, ladies and gentlemen. The temporal lobe is one of the four major lobes um, of the cerebral cortex, which we'll talk about more in a minute. And it's in the brain of all mammals. The temporal lobe is just... um, under the lateral fissure on both the cerebral hemispheres of the brain. And again, this is the mammalian brain. So what does the temporal lobe do? Well, the temporal lobe is pretty important, right? And um, the structure of this helps it to analyze and process sensory input including pain, as well as auditory stimuli. So that means the temporal lobe is responsible for sense and touch and pain, and the amazing gift when we get things from the outside world, and it takes those sounds and turns them into something that we can actually process and understand, just like you're watching this program right now. Did you know the temporal lobes are the second largest lobes of the human cerebrum? And it's 22% of the overall brain's volume. So uh, very, very important. And the word temporal refers to the temples of the head, which relates to the position in the cerebrum. So um, pretty amazing, isn't it? It's called the temporal lobe. And that is responsible, ladies and gentlemen, for sensory input, including pain and auditory stimulus. That's just like, that's amazing. You know, we get up every day and we take for granted that we're actually hearing things or we're seeing things. There's so much that goes on in our brain that we have to be grateful for. All right, let's dive into another important lobe. It's the the paratial lobe, all right? the paratial lobe, um, is another very, very important lobe. And it's one of the four major lobes of the cerebral cortex of, of mammals, of course. And the paratial lobe is, um, just a little bit above the temporal lobe. Okay. And, um, it's also just slightly behind the frontal lobe and they call it the central, uh, sulcus. So, What does the paratial lobe do? I know you're going to ask me that. What does the paratial lobe do? Well, it has some pretty interesting functions. It actually serves as a main point to perceive the senses that we're getting from the outside world. And gives us the ability to comprehend our location in the physical world so it interprets sensations from touch like temperature and weight and um it gives us our spatial orientation and coordination so the paratial lobe is really important or we may not be able to know where the heck we are where we're going uh so that's an amazing thing uh again uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh put you guys in a timeout it looks like this uh Uh, One of these people here are back that are, you know, trying to blast our channel. Uh, We did warn you, you're being put in a timeout and we're actually blocking you. So uh, again, we wish you really wouldn't show up. I don't know if you're a bot or not, um, but we have no interest in any of your comments. They are vulgar, they're rude, and uh, we just have no place for that on our family channel. So we really wish you'd go away and never come back. Uh, to our channel because you're just not the type of audience that we want. All right, so the paratial lobe is really, really important. Let's talk about another part of the brain, and that is called the frontal lobe. Frontal lobe. What is the frontal lobe? Well, this is another important part of the brain, It's actually the largest of the four major lobes of the brain uh, in mammals. And it's at the front of each cerebral hemisphere. And it's actually separated by the paratial lobe by a groove between the tissues. Uh, We call that the central sulcus. And um, the temporal lobe by a deeper groove called the lateral sulcus. So very, very interesting, but what does What does the frontal lobe do? What does the frontal lobe do? I take a guess. What does that frontal lobe do? Well, we said it's the largest of the four lobes. We talked about where it is, and it's just behind your nasal cavity, okay? And it extends behind your ears. So this lobe has many different parts that control functions in your body. Its main role is in a very interesting functions and that's cognitive functions. Pretty amazing, right? And so all these pieces in our brain help give us the ability to be who we are and to communicate with the outside world. And I think that's just like so very, very fascinating. And I I don't know how fascinating that is but it it is amazingly fascinating. And I can't even tell you that if we didn't have this, we would not be able uh, to um, we would not be able to live, ladies and gentlemen. We would not be able to live. That gives us some amazing pieces like function, location, the structure. Uh, I mean, it gives us a very, very important part of our body, which is cognitive. So what is cognitive? I know you're probably all saying that. So cognitive is basically related to or being part of cognition. Um, has to do with facts and knowledge and knowing and understanding. So that's the part that helps us um, make connections to things. That's a very, very important part um, in our brain. And without it, um, I think we would be more like a potato, all right. Let's jump to another important part. It's called the cerebral cortex. Cerebral cortex, the cerebral cortex, um, comes from the anterior part, the forebrain region, and there is a tube they call it a neural tube, and uh this cerebral cortex is really important they also call it the cerebral mantle it's the outer layer of the neural tissue of the cerebrum and the cerebral cortex mostly consists of six-layered neocortexes with just 10% consisting of the allocortex so but what does what does the cerebral cortex do what does the cerebral cortex do what does the cerebral cortex do? We said it's a thin layer of the brain and it covers that out outer portion about 1.5 millimeters to 5 millimeters of this cerebrum. And some people refer to it as gray matter because uh there are nerves in this area that don't have any kind of protection. And it makes most of the other areas of the brain appear to be white. And um the the cortex also covers the cerebellum, so um, very very important part. And but people say to me, John, what does the cerebral cortex do, or what is the cerebral, uh, let's say responsible for? It? If if we had to if we had to think about that, Um the cerebral cortex functions, as we said, the outer surface. It's associated with higher level processes, such as if you're conscious or not. You have thoughts, emotions, reasoning, your language ability, and your memory. See, we've talked about that you have to stimulate these muscles. And we're going to show you in other uh, casts through this week, how do we stimulate these parts of our brain? Because if you don't stimulate them, ladies and gentlemen, you are going to lose them. You're going to lose them. And so I can tell you right now that Most people don't actually understand what this is. They they don't get how important it is to do exercises with the brain, just like you would do exercises uh, with the rest of your body. You need to do exercises with your brain, right? All right, now let's jump up to a really important part, the cerebellum, okay? So what, first of all, let's go, where is the cerebellum? All right, so the cerebellum, it's a major part of the hind brain of all vertebrates. and um, it's usually more important than the cerebrum in, in, in some animals. Um, but it's a very big part um, and often larger in fishes. So in humans, the cerebellum plays an important role in what we call motor control. That's how we're able to um, move our hands, move our joints, create any kind of motion in our body, even move our head, move our eyelids, open our mouth. If you didn't have your cerebellum, you'd be paralyzed. That's pretty amazing. That is like really amazing. So what we're doing tonight is we're learning about these different parts, and then what we're going to be doing is, as we progress through uh, the week is we're going to talk about what we can do with these different uh, parts of our brain and how we can harness more of the power that is trapped into these pieces, all right? I'm going to talk about one more part of the brain tonight, and that is hypothalamus. Very important part of the brain. It has uh, numerous small little cell nuclei that have so many different functions. The key part of the hypothalamus is to serve as a connection point or a, a bridge between the nervous system to the endocrine system via the pituitary gland. So where is the hypothalamus located, you're probably asking? Below the thalamus. And that's part of the limbic system. So the hypothalamus is really, really important. So we'll say, what? So if you're still asking me, John, what does the hypothalamus do? Because maybe you're still lost. Well, it's about the size of a pearl. It's really small. And it is the director for very vital functions in your body. The hypothalamus controls many, we call autonomic functions of our nervous system. We talked about the endocrine system, the nervous system, and it's just really key. So the hypothalamus is a part of the brain and um, its real job is to keep homeostasis in the body. That's what it's meant for. And its goal is to make sure the body system is in balance. We call that homeostasis. So if we had an unbalanced hypothalamus, hypothetically, hormones would be out of whack. uh, Pituitary gland would be off. Adrenaline gland would be off. And other endocrine functions would be off in our body. And that could cause serious health issues. Okay? Um, did you know that if you didn't have a proper, or if it was a, uh, a non properly functioning hypothalamus could lead to delayed puberty, uh, you might even lose the ability to smell. Um, so there are genetic conditions that can, um, affect the hypothalamus, but The most important thing I want you guys to understand is that the hypothalamus is your engine. Uh, That is the piece that comes in. And again, I I just want to let you guys know, I don't know if you're bots or your systems, but we have a moderator here. um, And they are recording your IP addresses and they are actually blocking you uh, so that you're not able to comment or even be part of our system. Uh, Again, uh, we're really sorry that you have a life uh, that is not one that can be conductive and, um, you know, beneficial to others. Uh, The way you come in here and you try to ruin our sessions, uh, it is just so kindergarten. So we're going to block you. Your content will not be shown anywhere on our channel. Uh, We've warned you several times. We've sent messages to your carriers. Uh, to do what we can to shut you down because you're just despicable. And to be honest, um, without getting graphic, uh, your comments make me want to regurgitate. You you people are just the epitome of scum. And I don't like to be nasty about anybody, but you guys truly are scum. And I never say anything bad about anybody, but anybody that's going to try to cause disruption to great content, trying to jack it with x-rated content and links, those people should be banned, and in my eyes, they should be penalized thousand dollars for every violation. That's what I'd like to see happen, and then maybe they wouldn't do that so much. Um, you know. So again, um, I wish these people would go away, um, but unfortunately, um, they seem to still be around. And, um, you know, we're just going to keep ignoring you, but we want to let you know that uh, you're going to keep getting blocked. Uh, So we just wish that you would just stay home um, and not even bother us. I don't know if you're a live person or if you're a bot, uh, but you seem to be acting like a bot because, um, you know, you seem to have like no brain. And um, I I would hope that you're a bot because, You really just don't seem like anything. We have tracked you down, by the way, uh, to YouTube. So uh, we've reported you to Google as well. Uh, We do know what channels you come in on. So uh, don't think you're you're hiding from us because you're not. So we've learned a lot tonight. And what we're going to learn as we move forward is that there's some more parts in the brain that we're going to talk about. And why are we going to talk about these parts in the brain, like the thalamus, the pituitary gland, the pineal gland, the amygdala, the hippocampus, and the midbrain? I'll tell you why. Because when we understand what these parts are, we're going to get a baseline. And by getting that baseline, ladies and gentlemen, guess what? We're going to be able to understand what these are. Yes. And then, you know what's going to happen? We're going to be able to have the new knowledge stick to the old knowledge that's what's pretty cool so we're learning 11 parts of the brain in detail ladies and gentlemen this is so wild i am so pumped to be sharing this with you and when we start getting into how the brain works we're just talking right now about how the brain is comprised but later uh in the week we're gonna actually get into how do we affect the brain that's going to be amazing. We'll talk about the neurons and how messages flow. This is going to be so wild. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it has been a privilege, a pleasure, and an honor to be with you this evening. And um, if you got value at it tonight, why not share this out to everyone you know on your social media? And then go to my YouTube channel, John, space, e, space, M-O-R-L-E-Y, space, Serial Entrepreneur, and look for the key phrase, help keep our content free. Below that, make the choice. To buy my team and I a cup of coffee and click on that PayPal link, we'll be so grateful. We'll invest the pennies and dollars into new staff, new equipment, new facilities to give you the most jaw-dropping, motivational content that if you choose to apply it will change your life. I mean like that, the things that I share with people, if you take an open approach to this, I've had people that make changes in just five minutes. You don't necessarily have to agree with something for it to be able to affect you. I'm John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur. It has been a privilege, a pleasure, and an honor to be with you tonight. And I will look forward to seeing you tomorrow, January 9th, with another great episode of, yes, in the stream of How Does the Brain Work? We'll see you tomorrow, everyone. Have a great night.